Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. Way long ago, in bit number eight, I talked about Sonic 2006, comparing it to its 10-year successor, Sonic Forces. Since then, I've played the game myself, so I can give this game some closure and finally throw my hat into the ring. But to do so, I decided I needed a bit of help with this, so I've invited a previous guest back onto the show. Why don't you say hi? It is me, the Sonic Forces apologist himself, Alfalfa the Roach, here again for your amusement. Yep, I brought back Alf from the Night in the Woods episode about six weeks ago, so he can talk about Sonic Forces with me, because I liked the game. I think he liked it more than me, though, so we're gonna. Prob- I'm probably going to be the devil's... Or is he going to be the devil's advocate? I don't really know, but... For for the real authentic feel of Sonic Forces, with the fact that I'm being joined in this episode, I briefly entertained the notion of having a past recording of myself in advance to be like the classic version of myself. But then I realized, A, I'm not an overdramatic YouTube reviewer, and B, this whole thing is recorded in advance, so technically it's always the past version of us, so there's really no point. Also, what what kind of conversation would you in- intend to have with your past self? Uh, that's in this manner. I'd script something. <laughs> anyway, Sonic Forces. Like I said, I liked the game. I didn't love it, and I think some of my enjoyment of it came from places where I wasn't supposed to get that kind of enjoyment. But you seem to like the game. Why don't, why don't you talk more about that? All right, so I, before before we start, I, th- I think it, it we owe the audience an explanation of what Sonic Forces is first of all. Well, it's, since it's been it's been n- out for a while, know about it? Yeah, yeah, it has been out for a while. But the basic gist of it is, Egg- Eggman controls ninety nine point nine percent of the world th- thanks to thanks to new allegiances with the villains, including the new villain Infinite, who manages to wh- to whoop Sonic's butt in like no time at all. So so now you, the player, have to create your own avatar to help out Sonic and, and win back the world from Eggman. Yeah, and also the classic Sonic from Sonic Generations is there because, hey, remember that game? Maybe if we remind you of sure, it. Sure, why not? Maybe if we remind you of that game, you'll like this game. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's that's Sonic Forces in a nutshell. It's gotten a lot of flack for various things, but there are also people who say, eh, it's okay. I just wanted to say, I'm definitely in the latter camp, because really, when you, when you get down to it, I don't think this game is as bad as people make it out to be. Like, it has some issues for sure, but I, I'm kind of one of those people who just takes those sort of th- sorts of things in stride, and, and I'm just like... You know, you know, it's it's not as bad as people say it is. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like better than the other Sonic game that came out that year, Sonic Mania. But there's some nuggets there that I think are neat, and I'd like to talk about those things that are neat. I mostly agree with that. There are definitely things that can be liked about this game, but whether or not they're outweighed by all the low points, uh, not really sure about that yet. So. 
general thoughts. Well, I, I think that mostly covers our general thoughts on the game. You know, I had, I had we had Phil on the show. Phil. No one calls him that. But we had Philip. I call him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I just call him Slyke. Yeah. I had Philip on the show a few weeks ago. He kind of... He kind of ribbed me for not giving him the bullet points of what we were going to talk about, and I was like, oops. Mm -hmm. So this time, I made sure that the guests can see the bullet points. <laughs> Usually the guests are in the room with me, so they can see the list, so I had to account for that. But Just to let you know, I'm not physically in the room with him, just in spirit. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a Discord call guest, just like before, and... Mm -hmm. I had to send him a copy of the bullet list because I didn't think to do that because I'm a hack fraud. <laughs> but enough about me. So the next thing on the bullet point list is the general story, tone, and script of the game, which I think is one of the big targets a lot of people go for. Yeah, which is, which is weird to me because I actually like a lot of the ideas that Sonic Forces is going for. Like... They're underdeveloped for sure, but I, I do really like the idea of going back to a more serious story since we haven't seen that sort of thing since Sonic 2006. And I think the way they handled that is pretty pretty interesting, especially when you take into account the, the Shadow DLC and, and how it explains a little bit of Infinite's backstory. Yeah, I think it is kind of interesting that they want to try to make the series a little more mature again. They want to they wanna give themselves another chance after being a little more wacky lately. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was the right idea, though, because they... they was Sonic ever really meant to be serious, is the thing. Mm -hmm. you know, if, if they, if they kind of fell short of it twice, maybe that suggests that it wasn't really meant to be. There are some some moments where where Sonic being serious has worked out in their favor. Like the the most recent example I can think of off the top of my head are the last of the Archie Sonic comics, which are written by Ian Flynn, and and Ian Flynn is a masterful writer who was able to get as much as much silliness as he can seriousness out of comics. Like if you just go through the entire the entire archives of Mega Man Archie, you will find some of some of the best comic writing in the entire industry like he is such a good writer and i high, highly recommend checking out his stuff well at that rate should we just leave the seriousness to the comics and have the games be more lighthearted? Mm, may, maybe but I, I i like it best when when creators are able to find that balance between silliness and seriousness and Ian Flynn do does that well, but I think Sonic can be capable of that as as well too. Like so Sonic Adventure Two is a pretty good example. Like like you've got you've got the battle between he heroes and villains. Uh, you, you got you got Shadow trying to decide if humans are worth helping out or not. Stuff like that is good. I like that kind of stuff, and it, and it's still ca capable of of silly writing. Like like any time Sonic or Knuckles are on screen. Hmm. I guess so. I just think they went too big too fast with this one. Kind of like that John Mulaney mm, joke yeah. about the happy birthday sign. Mm. That that kind of summarizes this game, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
a little bit. It's, it's also a little off-putting to, when at one point they're like, Sonic has been trapped in the death egg for like six months or something. And then you see Sonic in prison and he's still yucking, yucking it up as usual. I actually read about that. They, <laughs> they said that the line about Sonic being tortured for six months was something they added in the localization of the script. That, was, ah. that wasn't in the Japanese version. Hmm. Similarly, the line about Tails having lost it like he's gone crazy <laughs> that that was that was also in the english script in the japanese version they just said that sonic was a prisoner and tails went missing so sega of america also might hold a bit, little bit of blame in that um, unless that was a specific mandate from from the japan offices themselves but we don't really know for sure you must make our game edgier <laughs> the edge, the edge lords demand it. Yeah, Infinite is actually Sega of Japan. <laughs> he's he's an edgier edge lord than we've ever had. He really is, and I. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to Infinite in a little bit. Mm-hmm. The story and stuff, it all feels like a little tonally inconsistent for me. Like they really just wanted to fit that E10 rating. I thought when I was brand new to the game, starting it up, I thought maybe everything would feel better if I tried to see it as all one kind of ironic thing, because, you know, Philip and I were talking before about Octopath Traveler, how that one boss, or how Ulbricht's entire story arc is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I couldn't see it, but he could, I guess. I thought maybe Sonic Forces is kind of similar, but, you know, I looked for it. I, I, I feel like with irony... There's you have to look for the nod, like yeah, we know this is all silly. Just go along with it. But looking back, I I don't think I ever really saw it with Ulbrick, and I don't think I saw it here with this game. I think they really were trying to be serious. It wasn't because everything seems like a parody. Like oh yeah, Eggman took over this much of the world, and the fact that they barely show any of it, it's just a simple text flash and how dramatically everyone is reacting and how none of this is good, Vector. <laughs> but like that that all seems ripe for being a satire but i get the feeling that they were all earnest with it yeah no they they definitely played it 100% straight with only like a few quips from sonic here and there but you know i i i like the attempt at least but you're you're right that it that you're right that it comes off as a little incon- inconsistent with sonic as a whole yeah yeah I think they were probably just trying to tell their serious war story, and all the laughs were unintentional. They forgot they were dealing with cartoon animals. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> kind of a mixed thing. I mean, any enjoyment, I say, is probably good enjoyment. The Room is probably one of my favorite films of all time. I can't fault Sonic Forces, even though I can still say that they fell short of the mark they tried to hit. But I think that covers most of what I had to say about the tone and the script and stuff, unless you had anything else. Yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so next is the characters. Alright, so I'm just going to get this out of the way. I actually kind of like Infinite a whole bunch. Like, he's not one of my favorite all-time Sonic characters, but I still re- really like him. He's got a cool design. Uh, his His background... 
might might not make sense, but but I I found it to be like an interesting character study of how the obsession with power can corrupt someone. Mm, I felt like that's kind of played out similar to how most people are trying to seek power. It, it's told pretty simply, but I I thought I thought it was fairly well executed. It's it's just a shame it's locked away in the Shadow DLC. Well, the Shadow DLC is free. Yeah, true. And I guess there's also those comics that kind of serve as a prequel that explain it, but I I kind of just took Infinite, like, watching The Room again. He's just, <laughs> like... I, I, I won't pretend that I'm too good for edgy corniness. I mean, you, of all people, should know that I appreciate edgy things. Mm-hmm. You, you have an but... entire OC based around the concept. Who's a who's a good OC? I'm I'm not gonna lie, Jackie's great. That's a that's a private project I'm working on in my spare time. It doesn't doesn't relate to Sonic though. But Infinite is really cheesy with how much of a twelve year old's OC he is. <laughs> but yeah, I I still kind of love him because of that, not not in spite of it. Like I, I get the impression you like him in spite of all that. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I like him in spite of that, and I like that he just kind of em- embraces it. And like, yeah, yeah, and, I'm, I'm, I'm an edge lord. So what? And but when you get down to it, he's really just kind of a bully who just gets high off his own fumes. Because as soon as you find a way around his illusion powers, he's kind of a pushover. Yeah. But but he is voiced by Liam O'Brien though, and Liam O'Brien knows how to deliver a voice. Like he is so good at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he does. He if he didn't have his voice, he'd probably go down a lot more notches. Yeah, yeah. And all the music associated with Infinite is kind of guilty pleasure for me. But we'll get around to that when we get around to it. Uh, yeah, the music is usually at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for other characters, the other new character is the OC, mm-hmm. and it's kind of serendipitous that you name-dropped Jackie earlier, because I decided to make my OC a reference to her nice. as much as I could get away with, <laughs> because cause I thought, hey, maybe I should just embrace the cheesiness of the game. Uh, what species did you make her? A rabbit. Nice. And that that kind of affected the difficulty, because I feel like the rabbit has the most invisible of the species advantages. There was also a thing with the OC where, where they're like, they're, they're kind of too nervous to fight Infinite because it seem, feels so hopeless. But through Sonic and Friends, he's able to gain the courage to, to stand up for himself and help out, which was yeah. a little neat, I think. Yeah, the... The OC has kind of a cookie-cutter, timid rookie becomes the new shining star, and the fact that they get in good with Sonic and all their friends is the, you know, the new friend. It, it kind of does feel like an embellished fan fiction someone would write, but it, it, it's just, there's a kind of heart to it that I feel like it's not offensive. Well, the main, one of the main driving forces of the game is that, like, that, like, Izuka was like, man, people really like making their own OCs. We should we should give them the ability to make their own OCs in this game. And and you know what? It worked. I do have to give Sega credit for knowing their audience. They 
are the type of people who've made their own animal characters for years and inserted them among the Sonic cast, so they decided, hey, let's just make it official, and uh, it's unexpectedly sweet, I think. Yeah, and and to, and to be fair, that was one of the features I was looking forward to the most, what, was the ability to make your own character. I thought not only was that a long time coming, but it it would be kind of cool to ha- have your own little creation running alongside Sonic. Oh, you thought it was a long time coming. <laughs> well, ever since Sonic Dreams Collection. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but but that that's a topic for another day, or never. Uh, yeah, never. Never's good. Uh, well, the OC has... Some people would say the best gameplay of the three modes because that's the one that really mixes it up the most. Yeah. Uh, if, if we're going to go ahead and go into gameplay right now, we we can talk about the avatar. Uh, there, oh. Along the seven different kinds of avatars you can make, they each have their own different abilities. Like the wolf is able to draw in rings, the the bird has a double jump. The, the dog restarts with some rings up after he gets KO'd. Well, uh, I I wasn't I wasn't done with character stuff yet, but I was oh. I, I was kind of mixing characters with related gameplay stuff. Oh, sorry. But uh, no, no. Well, you know, the bullet point is more of a suggestion than a strict rule. It's not like there's a gunman aimed <laughs> on your face that I hired in case you ever go off script. L- listen here, buddy. You're gonna follow the script, or you're not gonna live to see the next day. Uh, but what I was trying to get into was classic Sonic and how he doesn't really do anything at all. No, he doesn't. He's just kind of there. He, he's there for fan service. Mm-hmm. And they also retconned him to be from another dimension instead of being the past version of Sonic. Yeah, that's, that's a little weird. Uh, other than that, a lot of the characters are just kind of to the side. It's, it's it's nice seeing dudes again, like like the chaotix. I I like Vex yeah. a lot. Yeah, I like I like seeing the characters, but when you're stuck to Sonic for the last ten years, it's it kind of makes you wonder what the point is of keeping some of these around if we're never gonna play with them again. The 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 uh the uh, villain alliance, Sh- Shadow, Z- Zavok, Metal Sonic, and Chaos. Only half of those are characters that you fight throughout the entire game, which is kind of upsetting. Oh yeah, like most of the villains in the promos are aren't well. To be honest, they're not even in the game. They're all illusions created by Infinite. So, uh, but but you you only really fight like two of them, and the rest are fought through cutscenes. Yeah. Like in stage three, the chaos copy gets killed in one shot by classic Sonic. <laughs> so they're just the two pointless birds with one redundant stone. Yep. The, the Zavok copy is fought in level five, which is also early on. Then, like ten levels later, they finally address the shadow copy, but it's in a cutscene. Yeah. And then towards the Towards the late middle of the game, you fight the Metal Sonic copy. It's like they couldn't really figure out a good place for some of these bosses. Mm-hmm. They probably just didn't didn't have enough time to cobble all those together. I have noticed in 
some of my research that the chaos is the only one who's never present in any of the gameplay and that there aren't even any files for it. Wow. I've heard it I've heard it suggested that maybe they they was added in a little late in the process. Hmm. Could be. They they just really wanted another villain. I also heard that in an early script, in either instead of Shadow or instead of someone else, or maybe just in addition to everyone, they would have had Mephilus among all the villains. He's the guy from 06. Oh, yes. Good old Mephistopheles, responsible for one of the greatest cutscenes in Sonic 2006. But, uh... The, the main villains are obviously Eggman and Infinite. We talked about Infinite enough, I think. Eggman is really on top of his game in this one. Mm-hmm. He's great. As, as yeah, Eggman... Is. Eggman is consistently one of the better Sonic characters. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's, it's a little unfortunate that he doesn't have any light moments in this game. And you can also tell that by the fact that his little robot lackeys are barely in the game at all. Yeah, they're only in, like, the beginning cutscene, I think. They're in the beginning cutscene, and I think one or two other ones. Mm -hmm. But other than that, Eggman is pretty edgy in this game. (laughs) I think think Infinite's rubbing off on him. (laughs) Everyone's getting a little edgy in this game. Yeah. Everyone except maybe Sonic, but he he was he was edgy to begin with. You know, yeah, yeah, everyone's edgy in this game. <laughs> Edge lords everywhere. That's why it's called war. <laughs> I am not an egg. I am not weak. <laughs> okay, so now we can get into the gameplay. Okay. Like we said, the the animal OC whoever. They get a lot of different abilities based on what species they are. They also get customizable outfits and stuff. And I get the feeling that whole feature was worked on by someone where that was their only job and they (laughs) knew way too much about fashion. (laughs) Uh, They're getting to like inkling levels of details and hipsterisms. It's it's good. It's good though. It helps like give players the the chance to add their own style to it. So if you want to just throw, throw your OC into a gamer hat or a Sanic T-shirt, then go for it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the, uh, the hey gamers hat. <laughs> yeah, I personally went went with the wolf for my initial playthrough, and I ended up giving him the the gamer hat. A a oh, jo- Joker God. mask, which, which was part part of the f- free bonus DLC with the bonus edition. The the what the 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 the, jo- the mask for Joker from Persona Five. Oh yeah, I, I wanted that, but I think I got the game too late and possibly on the wrong console. Uh, I got the Switch version. So nice. Yeah, their gameplay is not just affected by their species, but they also have these wisp gun things. The wispons and the. Yeah, and they're all really broken. (laughs) I decided to tie a hand behind my back and only use the fire one that I started off with, and that was still, like, really powerful. There were times where I would just use the rocket burst to just defy the level (laughs) design. 
And the first time I did that, and I I got away with it, I just giggled the whole time <laughs> because I broke the game. Later on, though, I admit, I did kind of get into the game a bit more as it went, and I, I tried to use it for style points. I thought, that's my signature move, I gotta mm-hmm. use it! Yeah, you got, gotta save that for when you really feel like using it. That that whole sun level, I, I tried to use it then because it, it seemed, like, thematically appropriate. Oh, oh, oh the, the one where you're climbing up the tower? Yeah. That level's great. Yeah, that was actually kind of, kind of good. I, I, like I said, I got I got into it more as I went, but to be fair to the game as a whole, I really went in with tempered expectations. I wasn't like I knew what I was in for with this one. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a part of it, also. Yeah. As for Sonic and classic Sonic, their gameplay is mostly what you'd expect mm-hmm. from Generations, I believe. They control much much looser in this game, though. Yeah, they never felt quite right. Classic Sonic in particular always felt a little odd. Despite that, he was some of my best scored levels until near the very end. He's good for for the simplistic levels that that, that generations had. And, and meanwhile, Sonic still got his his trademark bo- boosting from from the Unleashed era, which which is which is fun in its own right. The boosting is fun and. I don't think it breaks the game as much as it should have. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't think it breaks the game as much as people say they do, because I did try boosting in some places where it ended up actually hurting me more than helping me. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a time and a place for it. You don't just push it to win. Yeah. At least, not all the time. Like A lot of times it really is just the win button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic Sonic doesn't really belong here. I think I think I kind of said it before that they just wanted to remind you of generations. They 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 even said as much in the original teaser trail, like from the people who brought you generations. They they were really chasing after that particular market of people. Yeah, that that, that probably should have been one of the first warning signs, really. <laughs> probably. And I, I guess we could talk about the tag team stages, but there's not really much to note about it. It's mostly from Sonic's perspective, but you can you can also utilize your avatar and and the current Wispon they have equipped to like find alternative routes and stuff. Yeah, and then of course you get the double boost <laughs> together. Yeah, that 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 whole yeah. meme with the double boost. Mm-hmm. Still a good meme. I bungled the double boost the first few times I tried to use it because I didn't know what I was oh. really supposed to do. Oh, really? And, and that kind of that, that kind of took some of the, the wind from my sails, like during the Metal Sonic fight, which is in double boost form. Oh. But eventually I figured it out. Yeah, those levels... Uh, I think the fact that Sonic and the OC team up, and they never team up with Classic Sonic, just kind of highlights how... It was really their game, and yeah. Classic Sonic is just the third wheel. Yeah, it's it's not it's not not until the the very end of the game where they finally managed to cram that in into like the last phase of the final boss. Even then, that's actually. I don't... Can you use the OC's weapons in the final phase? I never tried it. Mm, I don't think so. I think you only control Sonic in that in that part. Oh, so even when Classic Sonic joins in, it's not like he can even contribute that much. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people criticize the game for its brevity. I think I think a big issue with that is that the levels are much shorter than what we've come to expect. 
They are, and I do think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you can pick any stage and clear in like two minutes. And and to be fair, there is like thirty something stages in the game. So yeah, there's a good number of stages. They just don't last very long. Mm-hmm. I, it took me about a week to play the game, and that's just because I was sick for most of that week. Mm. Otherwise, I could have beaten it in a, a single day if I really wanted to, I think. Yeah. It's very light on content, and I think that's that's also a, a, con- a consequence of, ha- of having to rush this out the door. Yeah, they, they delayed this game, and it was still rushed. Yeah. They they spent all their time working on the Hedgehog engine too, and then Sega was like, "Hey guys, we need a game on this engine. Get, get to it in like a year." Oh no! <laughs> exactly. I, I will say that it is kind of nice to just have bite sized gameplay, so that yeah, things don't overstay their welcome. I I think that's actually one of the reasons why I think it works the best on the Switch, because like you you get that bite sized gameplay and it. It's actually kind of nice when you're on the one when you're on the go and, and like you're busy with stuff, but but maybe just a quick level of Sonic Forces can help pass the time. Yeah, a quick level or two. So I don't actually mind the level brevity as much as some people would, but I do think they could have made them a little beefier. Yeah, but I think they tried to supplement it with all those SOS missions and stuff. Yeah, but even then, I didn't really feel the need to do them. Mm-hmm. Or the extra missions that you unlock based based on like how 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 many ranks you get. One one problem I did have though was every time you die, the music starts all the way over again from the beginning, mm, and yeah. with how short the levels are, you already don't get to hear most of the songs in the game. Yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate that that and the music restarting just kind of shaft the whole soundtrack. One example of how I wish the levels could be beefer was the null space level. Do, do you mind if I I just drop drop the context of it for the audience? Oh yeah, it's fine. It's okay. it's not really a story heavy game, and it's been out. So okay. Go ahead. So at one point, Doctor Eggman decides to throw Sonic and the Avatar into this area called Null Space, which is like this alternate dimension filled with nothing in it. And then you go into the Null Space level, and you and you spend like. 15 seconds in there before Sonic and the Avatar decided to just double boost their way out of there, and you end up back in the same city where you got thrown into the dimension to begin with. So it's like, man, they could have spent a lot longer trying to actually get out of Null Space and make like a full level out of that, but... You know, that's a common target that a lot of people gravitate towards, Mm -hmm. and I actually gave that one some thought, and I think they probably made the right choice to shorten it to what they did because it was actually slightly longer Mm -hmm. there wasn't anything meaningful removed other than a voice line from sonic yeah and like a few extra seconds but it's not fun to go through nothing Mm -hmm. so getting back to the action like maybe if they didn't name the whole level after the first 15 seconds it would have been fine yeah yeah but i i think the level is fine as it is it's actually my favorite level of all of them well uh, one of my top two, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like thematically, it's great because because uh, as soon as you leave null space, you you, you get fist bump compl- playing over the background, and it's re- and it's really like empowering as you go, go fight your way back through the city to confront Eggman. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was a really nice scene. It, it kind of hurt my feelings when the joystick wouldn't cooperate, and I died once, uh. and that just took all the drama away from me. <laughs> but 
Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good level, and I, I don't think they needed more null space. I think they needed more town action yeah. explosion stuff. Yeah, that's fair, too. But with all that said, uh, music. Yeah, that's often the saving grace for a lot of people with Sonic, is that they at least like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. What are some of the songs you like from the game? Uh, that's going to be very difficult because I think Sonic Forces has the be- has one of the best s- soundtracks in any Sonic game. Really? Yeah, like Tomoya Otani and the rest of the crew went super hard on this, and like almost every every song in this game is a winner. See, I I didn't like all of them as much as I would in a different Sonic game, but there are definitely some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of a few of my favorites. I like the song from the Capital City stage when Infinite shows up and starts messing with the Avatar. That that one's that one is a pretty good one. I I think all all of the Avatar songs in this game are are excellent. Oh yeah, they're all they're all vocal tracks too. Yeah. Other than Fist Bump and the credits theme, well maybe not even excluding Fist Bump given the Null Space stage, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, all the all the avatar stages get the vocal themes yeah. in this game. That one was called Virtual Enemies. Yeah. And and that's one of the stages where Infinite interacts with the player in a way outside of just fighting them, which was really cool. One of my favorite level themes, the, the spaceport level where it's where it's singing about how hope seems lost, but we keep on fighting to reach that light at the end of the tunnel. Oh yeah, because this is very early on when Eggman still has a firm grasp of everything. Yeah. One of the Sonic stage songs I liked was the one that got into Smash Brothers Ultimate Sunset Heights. Yeah, that that one's a, that one's a real good one too, and I'm and I'm surprised they managed to get more than one song from Sonic Forces into Smash Ultimate. Well, as far as I know, that's the only one besides obligatory fist bump. I, I do wish we could have gotten a, vo- a vocal track though, like. Spaceport or Aqua Road or or Guardian Rock or, or Imperial Tower. I think I mentioned earlier that most of the Infinite songs are guilty pleasures for me. I I dude, I love the, the Infinite songs. I I will like, and pe- people can say all they want about Infinite, but I but I will continually point to to his related music as being good content. I am a little disappointed that the final Infinite fight theme kind of goes for a more generic yeah atmospheric cinematic piece than anything that strongly resembles infinite i do think if you listen closely there are familiar notes so it, it, it's still kind of like it's infinite under yeah there, Egg, eggman definitely got overall, it got a higher really higher up on as much infinite as the other ones do final boss department which which, which i think is sad because i think it could do a lot with infinite yeah, they, they kind of underuse Infinite, mm-hmm. mostly after the sun, so like in the final Infinite fight. It, it, yeah. they, just, they just copied the Metal Sonic fight and threw blocks at you. That's it. Like Maybe that's supposed to be a sign of Infinite kind of losing it and getting weaker, but I get the feeling that's not what was supposed to be happening. It could also mean that Infinite has no imagination. I I like that. <laughs> that that kind of goes against past versions of Infinite, In, unless Egg yeah. unless Eggman told him to come up with those giant kaiju infinites. 
Now, now see, Infinite, it's very important that you scare them with these snakes. Why, though? Because it's scary. You know. Snakes. I hate them. And, and on that day, Infinite knew just who he was working for. <laughs> None of it is good, Infinite! That's why it's called Snakes! <laughs> why did it have to be Snakes? But, uh, going back to uh, the music, any any last shout-outs you want to give to the soundtrack? Uh, I really like the Overworld theme. Like, I, I'm, I kind of have a guilty pleasure for when Sonic uses, like, live instrumentation for, like, or- orchestra and stuff. Like, like in, like in Unleashed and Colors, that's, and Lost World. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff a lot. Are you thinking of the final battle? Uh, not, not, not the final battle, but, but the overworld map, where, oh. when you're selecting a stage, and the main theme plays over that. Oh yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. If I can about the final battle, though, I, I want to talk about yeah. some of the difficulty of this game. Is I played mm-hmm. on hard mode, and for the first ninety-five percent of the game, everything was pretty brain dead easy for me. But then I get to uh, the final. Okay, I get to like one stage. It kind of trips me up a little bit. It's the stage where Infinite starts screwing with you. Like I said, but that that was fine. It didn't really. It didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Really, it was mostly me being dumb and being too greedy with certain rings. Mm-hmm. It didn't really get hard for me at all until the very final of the classic Sonic stages. And then suddenly the final boss, like every phase of that took multiple tries. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was I was actually getting ticked off at Eggman himself. I'll give Sonic Games this. Consistently, they know that the final boss shouldn't be easy. Yeah. Now whether or not they know to make it fair is a bit of a different conversation. But Mm -hmm. I think the music of the final battle kind of kept me from getting too frustrated with Eggman. It it does a good job of like, like building up as you go along. Like it starts off pretty quiet and somber as classic Sonic. Then it gets more dramatic as you're the avatar. And then in the last phase, it really ramps up and like, makes you feel like this is this will be the part that where that where everything ends. Yeah. It's a little unfortunate that we, this is now the second Eggman final boss to rip off Sonic Colors. I I'm starting to get the feeling that because the only the only mainline Sonic game, well, I guess other than Sonic Mania, to not follow the colors formula is Sonic Generations. And as far as I know, nobody liked that final boss. Nah, it it was it was kind of kind of miserable. And all of its homing attacks. <laughs> I think that's a homing shot. Really? You 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 think, or you just know? Because that's like the sixth time you said that. You know, Sonic. I, I've seen it enough times. I'm pretty sure that might be a homing shot. <laughs> okay, I know I said this a lot, but this time for sure. I think that's a homing shot. So, any any closing thoughts on Sonic Forces? Uh, like I said, I don't think this game is nearly as bad as people make it out to be. I like we we already discussed its problems at length, 
but if you can worm your way past those, I think you'll you'll find something. I think you'll find what the what the developers were trying to go for for this game, and like, I I applaud their efforts, even though that it nothing turned out the way they and they exactly hoped, but. I th- I think that if if you gave the game a chance, you might might find something worth talking about and di- dissecting and getting something out of from it. I I don't, I don't know how, how much it's going for, but I think it's going for like forty or thirty dollars che- cheaper and cheaper than most Sonic games. So if if you have the time and the money, then I would say go ahead and pick it up. I don't know if I like the game that much, but. I think there is definitely some stuff in there that can be appreciated if you're willing to sit through the edginess of it all and the overpowered <laughs> nature of the OC and how short everything yeah. is. Yeah. Because I, I had fun with it in the end. It seems like a game mm-hmm. I could just kind of play every once in a while just to kill time, just to see if I can beat mm-hmm. it in a single day or not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely... I like it more than Lost World, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Lost World was just kind of, eh. Lost World, I was was kind of in agony by the end of that one. (laughs) So, with all that said, is there anything you'd like to tell the people listening to this, Alf? Sonic is a cool guy. I like him a lot. Would you say he's way past cool? Yeah, way past cool. He's he's gone so past cool. He's in another galaxy of cool. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, as for me, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, and it's the name of the show, the Bitcast. So you'll know that it's me. You can also mm-hmm. keep up with the show on iTunes and the Podcast One website and mobile app. And uh, see you on the next one. Yep. See you around, folks. Listen to Bidcast anytime on podcastone.com and on the Podcast One app.